right, Blood Watch Radio. We're in a Rona Report. We got Oscar D today. So, Oscar D, how you? I'm I'm hanging in there, hanging in the best I can. What you been doing in this event that we're in, this uh, virus? Oh my God, I, I've been trying to survive. Um, I left here, I left the DMV area uh, on the 14th um, to go, you know, go visit my mom for spring break. Where's your mom? Uh, Lake Village, Arkansas. Population about 3,000. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so I get there and um, I flew into Monroe, Louisiana. And I got there and all of a sudden the, the news came on and everything got interrupted and they were saying about the coronavirus and how people need to stay in and putting things on lockdown and curfews and all types of stuff and it just built up and built up and I was only supposed to be there for a week um, I was supposed to actually fly back on the 23rd I just flew back last night so what ended up happening was I was in the house I was quarantined the entire time I was there very good friend of mine Bree she traveled down there with me this this was crazy. This was her first time visiting there. And we had to sit in the house the entire time, you know, just to survive. Man, so that wasn't a good vacation. So what made you stay because you could not leave the state? I mean, well, why why did you have to stay? Why did you stay? Yeah, what ended up happening was um, about three days before I was supposed to be flying out, I got an email from Delta Airlines saying that my flight was canceled. They were like, you have to figure out something. And they, they switch airlines. They switched me to United. And United decided that I wouldn't fly out until the, was it the 29th? It was supposed to be the day before yesterday. I was supposed to fly out. And they ended up canceling that flight and moving it to yesterday. It was almost impossible to get out of there because They've completely shut the state of Louisiana down. It's so bad there until they don't want people entering or leaving Louisiana. So mm. we got in under the radar and got to the airport. And I'll tell you, we had transfer flight. We flew from we flew from Monroe, Louisiana to Houston, Texas. And that flight, there was four of us on the plane. Mm. And then from Houston to to Reagan National. There were eight of us on the plane and they made sure that we were all spread out. You know, they didn't want us sitting too close to one another. You know, everyone had masks on. Yeah, it's it's a scary situation because, you know, you're hearing one thing on the news. You're seeing articles. Everybody has their own theories of how this stuff works. And it's just it's a scary situation to just not know what's really going on. What was it like in the airport? Leaving here, heading to Arkansas was actually really frightening because at that point we had already been hearing about it. And I'll be honest, um, I had a cough. I had a cough before that. I get, I usually, you know, I have um, really bad allergies. And around this time of the year, I'm coughing anyway. So I'm at the airport and I'm I'm afraid that people think, Maybe I have it, you know, and 
And I'm like, I'm hoping they don't pull me in some room and say, hey, man, we, we can't have you around these people, you know, but, you know, no one really looked at me odd. And uh, but it was just a scary situation because everybody had masks on and different things like that. So it's <laughs> it's kind of scary when you sit next to someone with a mask on and you don't know if they're if they're um, wearing that for them or you. <laughs> yeah, you don't really oh. know. <laughs> yeah. So it's the airport is scarce. No one's hardly in there, and there's no people on the planes. Few. Yeah, on wow. the way. Oh, it was flooded heading. You know when we were when we were heading to Arkansas, but on the way back, no one. When we went to the first mm-hmm. airport, we were the only people that walked. Seemed to walk in there. Like we went through TSA. It was just us two. Um, it was the only flight coming out of there that day. Like it was, oh my god, amazing! Wow, how something how we're just shut down, like yeah, everything. I mean, just how you can stop a nation. And what frightens my mom leaving my mom there? You know, you know, you had to be realistic. It's you know, I, I hugged her, and 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 I and I leave, and I'm thinking, you know. I'm praying to God this is not the last time I see her. You know? These are some real thoughts. Yeah. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. So um, you're just getting back. So like your mind space that you're, you're home since you've been, well, this is your home now. You left home to come back home. <laughs> yeah. So um, how are you feeling? You're back in the DMV. Do you feel um, safer or... I actually felt safer in Arkansas. Wow. It, yeah, I felt safer because I was just in the house and just, it, I, you know, having to go out and about here to get things is it's, it's a little scary. I mean, we made the runs today. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to quarantine and, you know, I'm back to work tomorrow. Um, I'm working from home. Did you work from home before this or are you, you've always worked? I work for the University of Maryland at College Park, the registrar's office. Okay. And uh, yeah, they, they, you know, we have to work from home now, so which is a blessing to to still be employed. I feel really bad for those you know that don't that have been laid off because of this, and you know they're trying to survive. And it's wow, G. Well, I just want to say uh, I'm glad that you made it back. I know it was an eerie situation. Indeed. Um, it probably felt really surreal. Yeah. Um, and as someone who has a family, um, out of town family all over the world in different places where, you know, the way that this situation is progressing, every place is at a different stage of the game. So you never know, you know, how it's going to be where your people are. Even if you feel a sense of normalcy where you are, you don't know what it's like over where other people who you care about are. So that's always a sense, exactly. uh, uh, a source of stress and worry. Yeah. So I can definitely empathize with that situation that you're in. Yeah, it's de- it was definitely rough because, you know, I was thinking about all the people, you guys and other people here that, you know, like I'm hearing how bad it's getting here while I'm there. And I'm like, man, the numbers are climbing. You're going back there. And I'm like, I have to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have to. Right. You know, I can't just say no. I have to go back. I have to go face this. 
Yeah, we got some real stories going on. I mean, and it's like something you know is out there, but where is it? What is it? Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, it's it's like mind boggling. You go outside, such a pretty day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, but <laughs> we can't even enjoy it. Yeah, it's overwhelming. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about certain things and I'm like, am I being selfish for thinking that way? You know, because like I'm at a point in my life now where I'm so happy and just feeling so optimistic about the future as far as career and everything. And it's like now that's, you know, that's we don't know. You know, Mm-mm. we don't know. We don't know if that's, you know, that's, you know, progression is a possibility at this point. Progression is the next day, bro. The next hour. <laughs> that's it. No. Yeah, we we on a daily progression now. Yeah. Mm. Never thought I would see. Yeah, I, I never mm-hmm. thought I'd see the day that my, we don't know if, maybe our days are numbered more than, <laughs> shorter than we thought. It makes you appreciate a lot of things, I'll tell you that. Indeed. I tell you that. It makes you really it and get some humility in your life for sure. So um we're at the part of the interview where you know you leave something, uh, last will and testament. You can leave a jewel. Some people have a talent they want to leave. Anything that you want to leave with the people, make them feel better. Well give them that Oscar D. Well look, the one thing that I can say is this. Usually I would talk about music or the, the films, but we we at a time right now where we need us we need a sense of hope. And um, one thing that I can say that um, I feel like everybody needs to get right now. If you didn't have it, get you some faith. Get you some faith in mm-hmm. your life. Get you some of that because you're gonna need it. Right, right now is is a testing. This is a time for us, like. And the older, wiser people, they've been talking about this forever. And it's time for us as a people to start taking things seriously before it's too late. We, we have to and we have to cherish the people that we have around us. We have to cherish it, cherish life and just come closer to God. Awesome. That was excellent. Wow. Cherish the people. All right, G. Thank you so much, Oscar, for sharing your story with us and the community at Black Box Radio. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate you sharing so vulnerably and, and openly with, with the community. Um, and for, for everyone that's listening, uh, we have a lot of stories that we're gathering here for the Rona Report. If you would like to hear more stories like this, you can visit blackboxradio.com. That's B L A K B O X X R A D I O.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Blackbox Radio and on Facebook at Blackbox Radio. We appreciate you, Oscar D. I'm honored and I'm mm-hmm. humbled. I appreciate you guys for having me. Listen, this is Rona Report. It's four. 120 Black Box Radio We out Peace